This is Geek Therapy, and on this episode, we're talking about Paul Dini's Dark Knight, a true Batman story, and Dean Tripp's Something Terrible. And before we get started, this is full spoilers for both Paul Dini's Dark Knight, a true Batman story, and Dean Tripp's Something Terrible. So first of all, I, I want to hear, tell me about uh, meeting Paul Dini last night. Oh, it was so awesome. Um, so the comic shop has a monthly book club. And uh, this month, and they always try to get the creators of the book to come in or do a, uh, a live stream. And for this is the first, uh, f- the final book in the first year of this book club and so they wanted to celebrate by having this big book so they had paul dini come in and sign um and then afterwards they have a q a session um where the guy that owns the shop he uh he talks little short little panel kind of thing back and forth and then opens it up to the floor for anyone to ask questions and um Man, Paul Dini was there for two hours answering questions last night. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay, wait a minute then. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, so, I, a lot of the talk was about his animation career and what he would like to do next and that kind of thing. Um, but there was a good amount of time that it was just specifically about the book. Um, okay. Okay, so then, okay, wow, I didn't expect, <laughs> I didn't think, man, that's awesome that he was there for two hours. Oh, he was signing for two hours before the Q&A. Wow, okay. Yeah. Did you get to ask him any questions? Um, I got to talk to him. I didn't get to ask him any questions. Uh, being in the back of the room and being short, you don't really <laughs> get seen, um, but... Most people ask the kind of questions that I would have asked. Um, okay. All right. So, so then yeah. probably let's let's discuss the book first, and then yeah, yeah, and then yeah. absolutely like just interject and chime if there's in anything. on yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. So so we talked briefly about ju- pretty much just the fact that um, we wanted to read it, but I hadn't read it yet. But now we both read it, so right. we can talk about it finally. Yeah. So like Paul Paul Dini's. Uh, a big name in in Warner Brothers animation and and in comic books, um, and then obviously very um, recognizable for his work on Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. You, did you know he also worked on uh, the Arkham games, the first two Arkham games, I Arkham Asylum and Arkham City? Did know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. I did not know that before last night, yeah. and now I'm like, that's why I love those games so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only the first two did he work on. He only worked on the first two. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so kind of like, uh, what would be your summary of of what this book is for somebody that doesn't know um, what it's about? It's an autobiographical comic about um, his experience being um, beaten up brutally by a a couple of guys and what that meant 
to him after and his trying to deal with the aftermath of the event um, and how it relates to um, his writing and and working on Batman and how that kind of got into his head. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, like I, I said before we started recording, I think it's – I can't talk about this book without um, talking about Dean Tripp's Something Terrible, which came out a few years ago, and it's also autobiographical. It's about having a traumatic experience and overcoming it through – um, specifically, his an autobiographical love. comic. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but specific, yeah, but specifically going through uh, getting over it, um, kind of th- going through a realization thanks to the character of Batman, right? right? And in a different way, but but that's what something terrible is, and mm-hmm. something terrible is is a very different type of book. It is, yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, like kind of square pages with four panels each and there isn't any dialogue until the very end mm-hmm. um when batman shows up and and kind of rewrites time right so the way that yeah. uh, dean trip has a um he's so I, I think i'll put an explicit warning on this one <laughs> right and and trigger warnings but he was uh, s- uh sexually molested when he was younger he says he was raped in the in the book actually mm-hmm. and when he was younger, and then how that affected him throughout his life. And at some point in his life, he he discovers the character of Batman and his story, how he goes to this traumatic event when he's younger, uh, specifically, you know, witnessing the death of his parents. And then Batman represents these different things that he kind of embodies. And you're seeing this through flashes throughout his life and how it affected him. And then at the end, he... He's an. You see that he's an artist, so he he draws the events again, right? So as 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 we're reading it, we're seeing the same like the page start again where he's revisiting it, but instead of the terrible thing that happened happening, a TARDIS shows up with mm-hmm. and Batman comes out of it, and Batman takes him with him and shows him, um, takes him to meet all his heroes essentially. And you learn and like everybody's there. Yeah, yeah. All his favorite Everybody. characters. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it's very short, um, but it's so powerful. And there are I was I just reread it, and there are things that they don't really make sense until you read the page at the end of the original yeah, book. Yeah, his explanation. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, there's there's I, panels where he's holding a gun to his head. I didn't get that until I read it, and it, then I was like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but it's impossible to, to make sense of it, because all of a sudden he he's just holding a gun up to his head. And what it represents in the book is that he he kind of made this vow to himself that he would kill himself if he ever um, molested somebody or if he ever did something like or that Or if he even else. thought about it. If he even thought about it, yeah. Yeah, so he's constantly – so you see him in different points of his life kind of figuratively holding a gun to his head. And, mm-hmm. you know, and like in Batman, like guns, you know, they, they mean something. And and I don't know, it's, it's, it's very powerful and especially like you can go through it, read that part at the end and then, and then go through it again and it's just incredible. And I've, um, I've presented the entire book because again, it's pretty short. I've narrated it to groups of people so, so that it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I only I, I I wouldn't do that to somebody. I would I would rather hand them the book. You know, at a presentation, it makes kind of sense to kind of show the power of 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 comics in in, in that sense. But right. but it's incredible. And um, I I. <laughs> I, I've never seen the hard book version, so I don't know. I have. So I don't know what he added to it. Um, I believe there's an epilogue. Yes. Is it a is it a drawn? Like is it is it more panels or is it just it's, a written? It's panels. It's like four more pages. Okay. Um, and it basically talks about his experience of writing the comic um and what it means that everyone knows his story now yeah yeah um, and and it's a story that's touched a lot of people it has yeah. i saw um i went to a panel at san diego comic con um where he was talking about the book uh 2 years ago and um there were a lot of people that would come up to him after and they were crying and saying how much it meant to them um and hugged him and um it was really powerful watching that and watching him <laughs> with them yeah and i suggest i suggest to, you know to anybody to check it out because man like it is just it is just such a good example of of art um conveying emotion and saying things that are just so hard to say in words, mm-hmm. and you know, and that note that he puts in at the end, I, I believe the first thing he says is that, um, like the best art is the art that you make for yourself, and he talks mm-hmm. about the process of him making that, essentially for himself, and the uh, the the shot with all when he's inside the TARDIS and all the heroes are there. That's something that he drew before he started drawing the actual book. He kind of had a story in his head and he he had illustrated that piece of it. And then he kind of, you know, th- then drew the story around it, but but it was it was his story, you know, it was it was something that that I'm guessing just the process of writing that helped him a lot. Mhm. Yeah, and and so that's, you know, that that's something terrible uh, Paul Dini's book is is very different. Um, is there is there any like there, do you have any thoughts on something terrible? Maybe something I didn't cover. On something terrible, yeah. I think I I don't know. It's just it's so short and so concise, but like brilliant and really well written, and it moved me when I read it. Um, I love his use of. I mean, it's very monotone, and then you get to Batman and his, like, actually coming in and trying to help this kid, uh, the younger Dean. Yeah. Um, and that's when it gets bright, and there's so much symbolism. Um, yeah. 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 And, and I've never, I've never encountered a comic like it. And I'm sure there are a lot of other really great ones because there are tons of great web comics out there. Mm-hmm. And but there's so just many, so many. It's, yeah, you can't really wade yeah. through them. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, <laughs> right? To 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 kind of like hear somebody talking about it and see something. Um, so that's why something terrible always just like it has that special 
place for me and that I I don't I I I'm not aware of anything like it or I wasn't until, until now. This, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> until this book. And And even then they're different. <laughs> they're su- they're super different. They're super different. But if you're going to illustrate how to use art or comic books in particular to kind of work through um, a traumatic experience or tell your story in a way that could possibly be beneficial for somebody else to relate to, mm-hmm. it's it's incredible, right? And they are autobiographical. There's a lot mm-hmm. of um, like autobiographical uh, comic books now way more than I thought. <laughs> yes, <laughs> up, there is a so whole many. shelf, like a whole like case at my comic shop of autobiographical yeah. comics. Yeah, yeah. And and they're you know, they're they're mainstream. There's uh Alison Bechtel's Fun Home is on Broadway right now, you know? Uh, I can't is... wait for it to travel <laughs> the country and come to San Francisco. <laughs> I know. And, that, and you know, and that's a graphic novel. So so it's you know, but but again, there aren't that many examples like like this. So so then, Paul Dini's um, a true Batman story is he's older, right? When this happens, and right, his event is he's older and he's mugged at night by two guys. And mm-hmm. but the way that he presents the story is is oh, it's so cool. He's he's talking to like at first you're not sure you feel like he's talking to you. But then you mm-hmm. kind of realize that he's talking to maybe a classroom. And then he starts to tell this story from when he's a kid, just kind of that he was, you know, picked on and bullied because he was quieter, that kind of thing. And then so he starts laying out his story as a storyboard on a wall in the – like it's it, – there's so – so meta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and he said that a lot of the visual storytelling he let um he let the artist Eduardo Rousseau yeah. um kind of do what he wanted with it um and he would get pages back and he would be like that's not exactly what i imagined but it works <laughs> really well with the yeah. story okay um and something else he said about the book um last night was that um, he wanted to write this book so that others um, who had others who had been through something similar um, could find some like camaraderie or like growth from reading his story and knowing that they weren't the only person that made it through. Um, okay. Yeah. He yeah, said um, that he felt that the story needed to be told, um, even though it was difficult for him. And you could see it on his face last night. Um, he, at some point, seemed to get overwhelmed um, and choked up a bit. Uh, and Just talking it, about it? Just going just, over it? <clears throat> just going over it. And he said that... Um, he said that, uh, you know, it, what he doesn't like someone asked if he still has a hard time, you know, being alone at night or walking alone at night. Um, and he said, 
No, he's very aware of his surroundings and he kind of joked about that. But as it went on and people were asking questions about what happened, um, you could, you could see it on his face that he was, you know, starting to get maybe, I don't know, that it was difficult for him to talk about. Um, but were there any questions where you, where you thought, like, you wanted to throw something at the person who asked the question? Like, they, No, they went too far or I don't I don't think so. Um someone asked a question right after he had been talking about um uh someone asked a question about in the book he's very it's a resilience story but it's also kind of self-deprecating and he he talks about how he didn't think highly of himself and there are incidents in the book where he hurt himself um, and was self-destructive. Um, and he had a really hard time uh, about talking about that. And then the next question someone asked was kind of confronting him about um, his use of domestic violence in one of his stories with Harley Quinn and the Joker, Mad Love. Um, huh. And it's like, okay, so the guy, you can tell he's upset about thinking about times in his life where he was, I mean, really struggling. And then the next thing is kind of like throwing him for a curve and like basically telling him he shouldn't have written uh, an abusive relationship (laughs) between two characters. Um, But he handled it with grace. (laughs) (laughs) You go, Paldini. There's one of the one of the amazing things about the book is that he is constantly in conversation with characters from the Batman universe, right? And I mean, I don't know. Uh, the way I interpret it was um, that was like his form of self talk, right? Right. Well, because he writes them, so he puts the words in their mouths. So it's kind of like it is his self-talk. These different characters are different parts of him in in a way. Um, he compared um, the Joker to being the devil on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. There, all these Batman characters are personifications of his emotions, of his states, of his of his thoughts, and mm-hmm. he kind of fits them into whichever ones kind of mostly fit that character. So the scarecrow is talking about fear, and you know it, the 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 mad love question reminds me that I read at the end of the book, Joker shows up, and you know Paul Paul responds to him and 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 tells him like you know writers need uh, characters like you so we can kind of you know get the the really bad stuff out of our heads and put it in, on paper. You know, mm-hmm. and and so I think he thanks him at the end of the book. I, I'm I'm not sure if I'm remembering that correctly, but for being able to be there and and be an outlet essentially. Yeah, and 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 you know that's just like a great example. Um, I, um, the penguin is constantly telling him to 
to drink more, right? And in the comics, mm-hmm. usually the penguin like either owns some sort of club or you know right. has a kind of establishment that would serve drinks. So that's kind of the connection that he seems to make with him there. And and at the end, I mean, the end is just fantastic because because he kind of he responds to all of the all of the bat villains in in a really healthy way, you know, kind of showing how he's grown. Well right. and and like right after even when he was a kid and then after the mugging, he he kind of let them talk him into feeling horrible, you know? And but really there that's him talking to himself. You know? Yeah. Maybe I I don't know if some people might interpret them as Maybe like him hearing voices or something like that. I hope people don't take it that way. Or at least I, I, I definitely don't think that's what's going on. I think it's just, you know, we tell ourselves negative things after bad mm-hmm. things happen, and and that's just that's just the truth. And and sometimes it's just we know it's our own voice in our head, but but he he shows them as as, as these characters, li- yeah, yeah, actual villains, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and not just villains, because he has Batman. Mm-hmm. Who yeah, yeah, is with him throughout the th- the whole. Ordeal. Really, he's arguing with Batman, right? Which, he's arguing with Batman. Yeah. <laughs> um, while he's and, while he's in a slump, right? While he's not doing well, he's arguing with the hero, and at the end, he yes. kind of agrees with him, right? So it's it's yeah. kind of yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's. Oh, it was brilliant. The whole book and the 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 experiences he had, not just not just the mugging, but his trouble with women. <laughs> um mm-hmm. and the, just his low self esteem and the things that led up to things. Um and someone asked last night about there's a scene with his brother, um, I think in Nevada, where he almost shot his brother if things could have things could have gone differently there was a gun and it was yeah yeah, um yeah and someone asked last night about that and said to them it would that would be more traumatic than the actual mugging um which i don't know it seems like he's had a lot of tough situations. This mugging, I mean, it left him so that he had to have like reconstructive surgery on his face. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But but was, um, but it showed again the way it's presented is so good because later on, um, what happens right the, the way it all, all connects is that he's he is afraid, right? Because he was uh, because he was attacked, so he's looking at buying a gun. And this is one of those scenes where he's talking with Batman, and Batman's like, mm-hmm. "I think." And uh, Batman's sorry. like, "No guns." No I know guns. he actually has Batman shooting a gun at the shooting range, mm-hmm. right? Which is a really funny scene because he's like, "Yeah, like Warner would never let me get away with you doing this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and it's in that context where he's trying to where when Batman is trying to talk him out of using a gun. And then he remembers this this event when he was a kid, where he right. almost shot his his, his brother, brother 
when they were hunting. And, that, and then he's like, I can't do this. Yeah, because it obviously it haunted him until he had this one event. And then he tried to make the, you know, make this decision, this huge decision that he would have never made if it weren't because he was just attacked and he was scared. He wanted to mm-hmm. feel safer. Yeah. Because he just the way he the way that's done in the book is so oh so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, it's a good book. And I mean, it was not a fun read. <laughs> no. It was no. not. Um and it's long. It's so it's 120 pages. Mm-hmm. So it's a you know, it's a it's a decent size um graphic novel and but it's good. It's so good. I think it's um, really important. The comic shop owner said he was like, when we were trying voting on what book to pick for this month, I someone brought your book up and I didn't want to do it because I feel like I can't ask you any questions about this without being a bully. <laughs> um, but he was able to ask him questions and, and Paul was really... Um, really willing to answer anything that came up and most most of the night it was talking about his career um and there was some talk of the book um but i mean he's everybody wanted to talk to him about everything in his life not just (laughs) this one thing in this book but um you know for him uh it was important to get the story out there um for him um as a way of kind of letting go of what happened um someone asked whether it was more cathartic for him to write you know his humor and and things like tiny tune adventures and things like that or to um write this and he said for both are good but this is the story that needed to be told yeah um yeah, because he's a very funny guy. Like he writes, he he writes Harley Quinn and the Joker and like, and he did work on Tiny Toon Adventures and like anyone's childhood has been touched by this guy, and yeah. I had no idea yeah. that something like this happened to him. Yeah, and I hope nobody looks at him differently in a negative way because of it. Uh, if anything, I hope people look at him and and don't look at him with pity, but like the fact, look at him that at uh, in a in a way of like, oh, he's even stronger for having gone through this. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking all sorts of stuff about about the book and kind of like how hard it is to be that honest and put your story out there mm-hmm. you know um especially when you when you have an audience uh like if he if he talks about this event a lot of people are going to hear about it and right and so now a lot of people know you know what what he went through and and it's hard to talk about your your personal life it's hard to share things like like Dean Tripp did and like Paul Dini is doing and mm-hmm. but but I agree you know if however it was that he said you know he said it last night that he he felt that it was important for other people to hear it and 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think it can it can really matter to to other people that can really help them. Yeah. It was really interesting listening to him talk last night because um I think there's some kind of he's had to he separated himself um from a, a a bit from what happened to him in the sense that he said um that back then he couldn't have written this story he needed years to kind of deal with it and move on um but now he could write look back on it with a di- he's a different person now um and when he would describe things in the in the story he would refer to himself as that guy like he was just a character um rather than him um and i think part of that was being a little bit overwhelmed with (laughs) all these questions and um but part of it is a is his way of kind of keeping himself in one piece um and his way of dealing with it when like at one point uh he was describing um the scene with the emmy um where he he hurts himself with the statue mm-hmm. um and he he couldn't describe it like he couldn't like he fro he was looking up at the ceiling and he was just like uh and he like pantomimed the movement Huh. Um, and he said the scene with the Emmy and, um, he just, he couldn't say it. And then he, he referred to himself as that guy, um, or the character in the book is that guy. Um, so obviously he's still affected by everything going on, but, um, he's brave for being willing to sit with it and talk to people. But that's but that's exactly why I think that um, this book and, and you know and and and, de- and, and something terrible too <clears throat> or or any book right where where you can I mean these in particular but that's why I mean we're always talking about those exact moments like how many times do we work with clients and they can't put it into words right and to have something that you can point at and say that that is me that right. is what I'm feeling or that is the thing I mean. Paul Dini created a version of that, right? That he could, mm-hmm. in that moment, point to. Maybe there wasn't anything like that, right? Where for, for him to be able to point to and say, that's how I felt, or that's what it was like. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I, I can't really do like a, um, like a deep dive on, I mean, on how he, like how, how his writing may have changed before and after that. Like, I don't know exactly right. when this happened, right? I mean, he talks a little about how, you know, they were in, in like, uh, production phase for Mask of the Phantasm. And then, you know, but I'm like, I'm not going to go through all his work and kind of analyze, like, how it was changing over time and how this affected him. But I'm, I am curious about that. Did, did he that, bring that up at all? That's one thing I didn't even... I didn't even think to ask that. Um, I didn't even think to ask about that last night. That was one thing that didn't come across my mind to ask about um, okay. his writing before and after. Um, 
And if it had, I probably wouldn't have been able to get my question answered anyway. Um, well, because, you know, and I mean, I'm, I'm curious as a, as a fan to know how that was influential. And, mm-hmm. and I, guess, I guess I'm thinking about that today because uh, like just an hour or two before we started recording, I was reading about a, a writer um, – he writes uh, I read a lot of his stuff he writes about injustice and stuff and and he he was telling this story about and about something that happened to him and how how it happened many many years ago but he never talks about it and but hearing what happened to him makes a lot of sense I mean I mean it puts a lot of what he does into context so I'm just you know I'm I'm I mean, we talk about this kind of stuff all the time, you know, like how how people grow, how people are changed, and and for the better, you know. Um, right. It isn't always for the better. <laughs> no. But but um, I think that most of the time it is, and and it's interesting to see how how that happens. I don't know. Just just thinking about it. Yeah, it's a, it's an incredible book. Um, I don't I don't really have anything else to to say about it other than highly recommend that people uh, read it. Yeah, I mean we've talked a lot about this book. Yeah, <laughs> and and the other book, both yeah. books. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So let's so let's stop here. Um, we're still working on the library. We don't need to talk about that now. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, I actually made entries. Where are your entries? Well, like I said, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm not, and I'm really glad we 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 got to have this conversation. Um, I believe I'm I'm going to be pushing this book uh, a lot. You know, um, but it's also it's also very. I mean, I'm going to be uh, recommending this book to people who are in a position to help others, you know, other therapists, mm-hmm. um, teachers, and and then some people who I believe may benefit from it, you know, I might, I might recommend yeah. it. Um, I, I think it would be tough to, you have to pick and choose. Yeah. yeah. Not, there's a lot of graphic uh, content in in Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they're both very serious matters. I mean, especially uh, there are people who, you know, I, I, I know would be triggered by some of this stuff that I would, yeah. that I, I, I would warn them uh, um, against reading this, um, especially alone, maybe like with other people, something like that would yeah. be, would be more beneficial. But it's, I mean, it's that type of book, you know, it's, right. it's good, it's, but it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I may... Yeah, I can see. I can see like having a couple copies of this book and and giving them out to to certain people. All right, so that's having it for this a week. couple copies. You have actual. You'll you'll have actual physical copies. To I don't do. I don't. I don't do print. <laughs> I don't do I print. Don't. Only only for giving them away. <laughs> right, right. So you yeah. don't have to keep it. <laughs> No, 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 no. (laughs) All right, that's it. That's it for Geek Therapy this week. Geektherapy.com, at Geek Therapy on Twitter. Uh, 
And yeah, and then we'll we'll be back next week. I am Josue Cardona. I'm Laura Taylor. (laughs) Until next time.